When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, one and all, and welcome to After the Checkered Flag, my F1 special series here on the Behind the Glass podcast. If you've never listened to this before, myself and Paul Wallace, permanent guest of the Still F1, a guest. Still a guest, definitely not a co-host. <laughs> uh, review each race of the 2021 Formula One season. These episodes, this series is in addition to the stuff that I do every week with Tony from Gravelwood Castle. So as I say, if it's the first time you're tuning in, you're like, oh, where's Tony? Why is he being replaced by this buffoon? Don't worry. Tony a does much more back. handsome yeah. buffoon. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Tony does usually reappear later in the week. Uh, and, and Paul's not always here. Well, yes, you're always here for the F1 show. But these, these episodes only come out after Grand Prix, which we know aren't every weekend. But I've almost forgotten that's the case because we've just come off a triple header yeah. with Grand Prix every Sunday for the last three weeks. I'm kind of exhausted. <laughs> I've never seen you more frequently. <laughs> Literally that. I'm like, oh, Monday. No, I mean, Paul's going to be here in some antisocial car. But, uh, <laughs> now, for me, distracting weekend. I actually did the first behind the glass live yesterday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else there. Oh, really? What, yeah. Fo- football? You, well, you had the, uh, the hedge to trim. Oh, I d- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul knows that most of yesterday <laughs> I spent my life trimming a hedge outside my flat, <laughs> which, you know, hey, I, I wasn't built for gardening. It was a, it was a, well, it wasn't an easy process for me, uh, but I got it done. But that was a distraction, as was Behind the Glass Live, as was all the hysteria from the England Ukraine game on Saturday night. Oh. It meant that I didn't feel like I was going into the race that prepared. Yeah. You know, I wasn't in the zone. There was a lot of activities over the weekend, a lot of sport to watch, obviously, with Wimbledon on as well. And exactly. whether you're getting into that. I'm really into that. Um, I want to call her Ratajkowski, but there's an <laughs> English... Young... Raducanu. Thank you. Very exciting. Murray I was supporting last week, then he just... <laughs> flopped so see ya but no no I, I, there's a you're saying it's the summer of sport yeah, and that yeah. is true well we got the olympics after this it's all kicking off yeah um but what it meant was that i kind of then the world cup next year okay calm down uh, <laughs> let's get this about formula one it's a formula one podcast uh it meant that i didn't follow qualifying that closely mm. and then the race yes i was there but like it kind of crept up on me i was like oh my god yeah. so, okay this race start is here and tony came over to watch it as well so he was distracting and oh <laughs> anyway was he was he a good um partner towards no he was very annoying he said oh, <laughs> why are they so slow why has he done that then why isn't he just oh no so, like, oh, so when you watch uh, a movie with your girlfriend or something and, and they keep just talking. yeah keep asking questions why did the director do that uh, I don't know. <gasps> I forgot to ask him. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about it because there's actually a lot to talk about. A lot was going on in this race. Not necessarily at the front. Well, yes, at the front, but not for the lead. I also feel like a lot happened since the last race. 
in, what in the mean? week. O- off track? Off track. You're going to have to remind me what, because that's gone over my head. But um, <laughs> Oh, yes, actually, sorry. <laughs> One pretty major news story that we will be talking about. Um, but yeah, Max Verstappen, pretty much a walkover. Which I mean, was to be expected. It was Red Bull's race to lose this weekend, purely based on their performance last weekend. And the last four Grand Prix before that. I mean, that's yeah. five on a trot now yeah. for Red Bull. They are definitely, I think someone I heard on the radio, I don't know if it was Lewis who came out and said it, but someone said they are walking away with it at the mm. moment. And it is true, you know, they do have such a significant pace advantage. They don't seem to be troubled in really many areas. They can do what they want with the strategy. They can play around with things. Uh, and they feel like they're in control. There are some times where Mercedes is so dominant the other teams, especially Red Bull, are just trying different strategies. They're trying different things because they've literally got nothing to lose. Whereas now it's almost like role reversal and you've got Mercedes basically trying different things in the hope that it might throw a curveball to Red Bull. What can we do? Because otherwise we're not going to catch Verstappen. And it's an amazing thing to see how quickly this can turn and this can change. And, you know, I think a lot of people like Tony or people who are maybe not sort of as nerdy or as geeky as we tend to be. <laughs> well, you uh, speak for yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, questioning how has this happened? Like, you know, where have Mercedes, where's Mercedes mm. pace gone? How can a team has been so dominant and a driver has been so dominant suddenly be sort of struggling and finishing off the podium mm. uh, at a Grand Prix like the Austrian Grand Prix? And, you know, I think there's obviously multiple factors, but we've seen it before. If we go back to the Ferrari era and you look at sort of 2005, you know, rolling into 2006, Ferrari had been so dominant 2000 to 2004 with Schumacher. And then suddenly out of nowhere, they were just way off the pace. And it was, again, a slight rule change that kind of caught them off guard at that point in time as well. Wasn't it just the fact that they were cheating? No, not back then. What? <laughs> no, Do you want joking. me to punch you in the face? <laughs> How dare you? Um, but, but no, but it's that, it's, it seems to be what's happened here. You know, this very simple change with the floor has has messed up the balance of that mm. Mercedes, which, which was always talked about as being quite hard to set up or, or having the window of performance. And then with the focus and attention, I think, on next year's huge rule change, which was supposed to come in this year, clearly Mercedes, unfortunately, have just dropped back a bit. But mm. it's great for the sport, great oh, for us as fans. And it was, it was Max Verstappen's first Grand Slam weekend, right? First first Grand Slam as ever. It has in, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pole position, fastest lap, uh, led every lap, uh, race winner. I, mean, I saw it across social, so and there was a lot of song and dance about it, so I'm assuming it was his first Grand Slam. You're in what is no longer a trend, and now a Bonafide run of dominance. Verstappen scored his first career Formula 1 Grand Slam. So well you've come prepared. Okay, you've come prepared for the first time ever. Can you promote me to co-host? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but look, before we get into the race, because yeah, lots to discuss, uh, let's talk about that big news from last week that I very nearly <laughs> skipped over and forgot to mention. Lewis Hamilton yeah. extending his contract. Mm. Yeah, which is is super exciting for every Formula One fan who wants to see stuff happen on track. Whether you're a Lewis fan or not, it's just bringing the fight into the new era of Formula One. And I think a lot of people just assumed that because he was so dominant in this hybrid era that maybe he would have kind of finished on a high. There was a bit of uncertainty around uh, whether the car's going to be a championship winning car next year. Does he pull away and almost finish on a high and become this legend that won however many world championships he's going to win if he does win this one or not. Um, And then kind of call it a day and go on and move on to being a celebrity in Hollywood and launching a rap career. But to see him sign a two-year contract, firstly commit to the sport for another two years, going into a new era, they must have some confidence in the car for the next two years uh, for him to sign a contract. But I think just having that 
name in the sport and on the grid. Okay. Sorry, hay fever. <laughs> Carry on. I don't know where the grass is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very industrial unit here, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really pleased. I think there was a part of me that assumed that he would bow out, and then there were the interviews where he's saying, "I'm having so much fun this season. This is really fun to have this battle." So I didn't know whether that was just false words and whether he was just doing it for the cameras there and then, knowing that he wasn't going to renew his contract, signing a one-year deal as well. It was almost like he was leaving the door open or shut, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy being a Lewis fan, but also just an F1 fan in general. I disagree. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I kind of wanted him to retire. Oh, but <laughs> just because you want him to not do an Andy Murray and keep yeah. coming back in the hope that he might win, knowing sort that he's not going to? I mean, there's a few factors in it. Sorry I, if you're an Andy Murray fan. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted this to be the showdown of all showdowns. I wanted this to potentially be him going for the all-time record of championships mm. and his last opportunity to do so. And it was the grandmaster versus the up and comer. And this was it. And we're going to this new era of Formula One afterwards without Lewis Hamilton, with all this fresh, young, exciting talent. It just felt like this kind of, this perfect moment for him to bow out. And yes, being, uh, being a fan, I don't want to see, which is inevitable for any great champion, mm. any kind of decline. I think, you know, People will always argue it's gone. You I was just going to say, it's it's the mentality of, of a world-class competitor because they have it constantly in their DNA that they need to thrive and win. So to recognise when to bow out at the top is near on impossible. Nico Rosberg, what a great champ. Yeah. Uh, the, the only man who was able to do it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, but no, but you're, you're right. I, I can understand for him, if he's even thinking... Wow, who knows? You know, this year I think mm. I can still win it, but who knows? I need to sign, I need to extend my contract so that I can at least fight back type thing. And I, I can understand his motivation. And fundamentally, it's quite traditional in Formula One for a three year deal for, you know, for a pretty um, established driver. You've got to think that's what he was aiming for when they were negotiating. They couldn't agree the terms. So he thought, okay, let's just, let's just sign for next year just so we've got yeah. that in place and we'll figure out the next two years afterwards. I get the feeling that that's kind of what happened. So they were always aiming for a three-year deal. That was always in his mentality. He was never going to bail out. But it was just that that one-year deal suggestion that oh. was like, oh, maybe he'll disappear. Maybe he was thinking about leaving at the end of this season. But he's been so invigorated by the fight. No, but he, he doesn't think he's going to get the world championship this year. So he's like, I need more chances. Totally possible. But as I was going back to saying before, I'll go back to what I was saying before, is that, yes, I, I don't want to see yeah, a, a decline. Mm. Because, you know, I think it's always sad. We've seen it with many champions over the years. It happens in all different kinds of sports, as you said. And I'm just a Hamilton fan, so I don't... It, it's People love to hate Lewis. Yeah. People love to say he's just in the fastest car. Look, now that he's not in the fastest car anymore, he's not winning. Mm. And he's, you know, he's, Bottas is beating him and blah, blah, blah. But, but... Everyone who watches Formula One avidly will know there's so much more going on than just that. But I wouldn't like his his credibility to be doubted because he has three years of sl you know of coming off the pace, which could happen. Hey, look, it, it always happens. At some point, the guy's got to have a decline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why I kind of want to see him bow out because also I'm so excited by the new talent in Formula yeah. One. Don't get me wrong, I'm a Lewis fan and I am loving this championship battle. But I am so excited by the young up and coming mm. talent and the different drivers and going into this whole new era where we're going to see completely different cars, maybe not a different pecking order, maybe a different pecking order, who knows. But 
Do you want the you want the young guns? To I come want the through? young guns, you know. And there's this now this sort of discussion of okay, well they haven't announced his teammate. Is that going to be Bottas? Is that going to be Russell? I think it should be Gasly. Uh, you know, like <laughs> what's going on there? But how exciting would it be if it was Russell and, and Gasly? You know what I mean? Yeah, like like yeah. it's sort of a, a completely different lineup. That's exactly. So it, do we need so. to get rid of Alonso, Raikkonen, and, and Vettel as well? No, <laughs> well, because Kim, you basically Kimmy descri- described all like their rise to success, the world championships, and then kind of coming, the decline. coming over the other side. Kimmy, I think, is his own entity, right? Like, oh, yeah, Kimmy's yeah, just yeah, yeah, like yeah. no, no one can doubt Kimmy, even though he's causing near fatal crashes <laughs> at the end of races. Um, Jimmy Alfonso, we all know how I feel about him, who did another helmet swap this time with Giovinazzi, yeah. rogue, um, just to buy into our whole theory that he's collecting through his museum. Uh, and then Vettel, we, we, you know, we've spoken about a lot, you know, we're, we're kind of loving Vettel now and this kind of renaissance that he's having with Aston Martin. He's absolutely not lost his pace. No, I, you know, it is, he went through some he's troublesome years, but, uh, well, or, or, I think- Or a fast car. So this discussion I had with Tony, right? Because you know, he's like, oh, why was I so slow? It's <laughs> uh, a great Tony impression. Um, for me, true talent in Formula One is shown when drivers are outperforming their car. Mm. So right now, I'd say that's Leclerc, that's Norris. Yes, that tends to be Russell and potentially Gasly. Mm. I think you see them do things and you go, wow, because that car shouldn't be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, pole positions in the Ferrari this year. Shouldn't be able to do it. And Sainz will easily say, oh, I could have been on pole in Monaco. You weren't there. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the thing, you yeah, weren't. Yeah. It's so, a classic driver yeah, excuse. Leave it out. Um, <laughs> and Gasly, we sit there and he gets P4, P5, P6. Mm. And the you go, wow, Norris on the podium. Wow. And that is a driver out from the... And those are what the greats do. You know, yes, fundamentally, we know this is a sport where it's all about the car you're driving. And that is what's going to enable you to win races. But when you're in that situation, when you're in the most dominant car, the cream rises to the top in the sense where... Only one person wins the championship. Yeah. You know, we've seen it with Vettel versus Weber. We've seen it with Schumacher versus Barrichello. We've now seen it with Verstappen versus anyone that they put in that <laughs> other car. You know, the properly good drivers at that point are dominant over their teammates because, yeah, they're, they're the best. And and so, yeah, that's, that's all it is. I'm so excited by the up and coming future talent and I want them all to have a chance to get out there and prove it and not have just Hamilton take that opportunity away from you feel like this new era should should be able to shine now. yeah yeah you know they've had three to five years of of rising up the ranks and Verstappen's having his moment Verstappen yeah. is having his moment and he is totally eating it up he is maturing race by race he's more uh, secure in every sort of decision he makes and it's great to see and I want that for the other guys, the, the, I say, what? Because we talk about it every week. What's going to happen to Gasly? Yeah. Gonna, and he can't just fade away in AlphaTauri. Like, put him in a Mercedes. Do you know what I mean? like, it's not going to happen, but anyway. Um, right. Because he's not race? managed by Toto Wolf. Exactly that. Did you see that Russell interview? And they're like, what's going to happen to you next year? He was, I'll have a Mercedes engine in my car. Really? Yeah, that was his response, which is like, hmm. I'm, I'm starting to lose. This might be a little bit controversial. I'm starting to lose a little bit of. Zaz, 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 Sass, whatever. Like when George Russell comes on the mic, he's just so media trained. <laughs> he is so media trained. I think probably. Therefore, his personality doesn't come across. Like if you put Daniel Ricciardo in front of the microphone or Lando Norris, they'll literally say whatever they want 
And it's so entertaining to listen to them. Did you see George Russell come up to Lando Norris yeah. at the end, like slap sweaty, his bum? I was like, oh, you're a bit sweaty. That champagne. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm up on the podium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really successful. And then George Russell didn't, didn't know what to do because he's like, wait, <laughs> shall I laugh? Like, is there anyone around me to tell me to laugh? Thing is, you know, I bet, I bet he's a. Oh, I, I actually did meet him at that uh, GQ event. Uh, super nice well. guy, yeah. yeah. Super nice, friendly guy, and clearly very talented. But you're right, where there's, for some reason, in his media training or the way he's been presented to the world or something, that I, I'm not excited by. I, I don't think I'm going to be a Russell fan. Mm. I, I, there are a lot of Russell fans on track, and I, me too. Totally. Like, I, it's great what he's doing, but I'm a bit like, he's almost been in that Williams for too long. I'm a bit like, yeah, come on, I get it. You're really quick. Like, like, and, and when he gets into the Mercedes, which he is going to do at some point, he will win races. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. We saw, he saw that probably like, will win a world championship. He was a fantastic in Formula 2, like nearly dominant in some mm. races. So it's going to happen. But therefore, I'm a bit like, Ugh. whilst I look at a Leclerc, a Gasly, a Norris, uh, whoever it might be, and I'm like, yeah! I think there's, there's an element to when you're drawn to a driver and become a fan of them. It's not just what they do on track. You also You're become right. a fan of their personality, their character, the way they carry themselves. And when you see them in interviews, that really is when you start becoming a real fan. And I think everyone wills George Russell on, especially after Bahrain last year. Everyone wants him to get that seat because I feel like people believe that he can perform better than Bottas and put a fight to Lewis. Um, and me too. I want. I do want to see that. Um but I'm not drawn to his off-track vibe. I know what you mean. And you're right. It's because it's too slick. Mm. It sometimes feels like, and when was it? Was it after Imola or a couple of times where he's he's lashed out a bit, you know, yeah. obviously yeah. the Bottas yeah, accident yeah, yeah. or he's blamed Williams a bit and he's, he's had to really pull it back in and quickly go, oh no, that's not, not the party line. And I think, of course, I understand his tactics. I understand what he's doing. He's working exceptionally hard to make sure he's doing and saying the right thing. So he's an, as an attractive proposition for a Mercedes Formula mm. One team as possible. I get it. And he's probably doing the right stuff for that. But it doesn't come across as that, yeah, engaging or whatever the word Auth is. Authentic. Yeah. You Maybe, know, I mean, that might be a bit harsh. Yeah. I, I want him to be a bit more. Well, I want him to come out and say, I need that Mercedes seat. Yeah. Get rid of yeah. Bottas. He's yeah. like, like I just, I'm bored of driving in the Williams. Like, we all know it. Yeah. Stop being so p yeah. polite. Just yeah. say, well, political, just, political. Political. I'm so bored of finishing out the he's, point. He's young, and therefore I feel like he should be coming out and speaking his mind and, yeah. and saying things he wants. I remember watching his um, press conference before Austrian Grand Prix last weekend when there was the announcement that there was going to be 100,000 or a de-restricted capacity at Silverstone. And he just went, well, yeah, with the testing and all of the vaccines going on, it's it's a it's a great prospect knowing that everyone's going to be like safe and healthy, which is a really nice thing to say. But like you wouldn't expect it to come from someone that young. Exactly, you're so, that you've hit the nail on the head. That's it. He just needs to be a bit more outspoken and tell the truth a bit more. It's just it's a little bit too. Lewis, Lewis was like, "Yeah, great, cool," but also I do read the news and I do see the numbers go up, so I'm a little bit worried about people's health. Like. There's done well, yeah, well like, yeah. you know, but, but it, it, and it's it's within the racing as well. None of us, well, all of us know how frustrated and bored he must be in that Williams. Mm. You know, he's been there too long now, and he's, he's so, waiting he's for so this fast, waiting for this Mercedes seat. And when these questions come up and people start thinking about Bottas, 
Easier to say, yeah, I want that seat. Yeah. That's what I'm aiming for. Mm. Like, you know, I, I, I agree. I should be in that seat. Mm. Stop playing the game of, you know, oh, you know, whatever it is, wherever I have to go. And if Mercedes say I have to stay in Williams another year, no, I'm, I'm off. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not sitting around here yeah. another year. So um, anyway, okay, fine. We'll finally get into the race. <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, coming last, Esteban Ocon, his downfall continues. Well, he uh, signed a contract. Who cares? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not his fault, I would say. He did get squeezed. But actually, you know what? But to sort of, you know, uh, keep dwelling and not talking about the race result. Moving on from Ocon, because nothing to say. Uh, he had an awful qualifying and awful race. Someone else who's not media trained, but I was super impressed by this weekend. Did you see Nikita Mazepin's interview with Crofty? No. Oh my God, okay. I've seen a couple of videos recently and he does look a lot more chilled out. Talk about us like eating our words on this podcast every week. But um, from sort of, you know, hey, look, he's still Mazepin. But Crofty told some joke. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, with his son. With the commentary, with, yeah. with the son about, you know, Ma- Mazza Spin. The, s- Ma- the spin-off of the Drive to Survive series is exactly. called Mazza Spin. It's, it's all focused on Ma- Mazza yeah. Spin, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, Croft decided to tell that joke directly to Nikita in the interview pen. And he came across as really nice, really <laughs> polite. He's like, look, I, you know, uh, I've, I've got to thank my English translation team because obviously I don't really understand English banter. We have very different humor in Russia. So, you know, thank God that they helped me and, and I do think I get it. And it's actually very quick and it's a funny joke and I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and he was just very smiley and he wasn't like, if I was here, I'd be like, I'd be like kill your son. <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting that from at all. He was very, you know, just sort of happy and smiley and found it funny. And he did the same in a video with Gunter Steiner. Where the spinning top. We gave the yeah. spinning yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, you know, that so was great. He's taken that well and okay fine look he's still struggling he's in the race he still seems to be off Schumacher's pace in qualifying the same he's making perhaps less mistakes but actually I think he came across much better I thought he'd have a bit of a chip on his shoulder be a bit angry a bit yeah. fed up of everyone calling him the spinner but you know ah, fair, so fair maybe, play, maybe we could be a little bit more um positive speaking about him and he's got a bit of Lance Stroll in him yeah there's a, there's a potential sponsor <laughs> if Lawrence isn't going to come through yeah, with the money yeah 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 I will definitely jump ship to the Mazepin yeah, family I mean Stroll was non-existent in the race so <laughs> you're right let's, let's change it up we are team Nikita no because I mean let's face it still off season his behaviour was appalling so yes, we, we can't we can't suddenly decide to support him because he was quite nice in an interview uh <laughs> anyway uh mick schumacher solid 18th very good start he was up to sort of 15th or 16th at the start i remember schumacher and i, I think he was involved with the ocon contact because mm. he was kind of going around the outside of some people but he's always been a good starter i think and anyway you know unfortunately 18th and 19th i um, think he just knows where to put the car knows where to put the car yeah and just the car's not good enough now sebastian vettel obviously caught up in this bizarre sort of final lap accident yeah. But I'm going to track his race now because I feel like he was doing. He For was those doing that all haven't right. seen the crash, which is possible because obviously the checkered flag was dropped. Max Verstappen drove through, no burnout. Um, it could have so easily been like, well, that was boring or whatever. Flick the TV off and not see the crash, which, if you see the replay, I do not know how that car didn't roll. Uh, honestly, it was near death a million yeah. times over because I think. You're right there. The yellow flags came out with Verstappen still going through the last three or four corners. Mm. And I was like, what's a yellow flag? Yeah, what's a yellow yeah. flag? And it just came up for ages. And then and then I was watching Vettel going backwards, backwards. I was like, something's happened. And then Raikkonen, I was like, oh, there's been some weird contact. And then finally you see the replay, yeah. as you say. It is horrifying. Bizarre. But actually, I'm just looking here. Not the strongest race. Because of strategy, Vettel was up to fifth at some point. But actually, he started 11th. And he was. that's kind of where Aston Martin were at this, mm. this weekend. I think they were at the... You know, right on the outskirts of the points, yeah. and 
and he had the potential to maybe nab a few before that accident, but actually going into the final few laps, he was in P13. So no, he wasn't going to nab. He w- we'll get up to that points battle, but he was not going to nab points. I, I don't think he was going to nab points. But um, yeah, so sort of a shame to see. But but the accident, uh, well, let's talk about it because you got weirdly Latifi wedged in between them. <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> Good old Latifi. Good old Latifi. He's Pe- the driver that I said last time. That Are you going to talk about? What, what do you want to say about? He's d- he, d- he had a very, very consistent... P sixteen seventeen. See if I can find a bunny like, for you. It's just consistently, consistently <laughs> the the bottom four every every week, which is, um, is it? it doesn't even come off. Promising, track, really. Here we go. Uh, he got <laughs> as high as twelfth at one point. Wow, well, I mean, yeah. But he started eighteenth and finished. Well, he finished fifteenth. Uh, oh, seventeenth officially, I think. But then fifteenth yeah, after I, all the penalties. Yeah. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, that's all I've got to say about uh, <laughs> I'm glad three, three words to, 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 sum, to sum up his racing. Three words. La TV. Glad we paid some attention there. Um, <laughs> can't wait for next time. Can't wait for next time. <laughs> so yeah, let's come on to Kimi Raikkonen and obviously cause that just bizarre it old was, accident. If you actually see point of view, Vettel does not move off the line that he was in. And it was all started... Kimmy drove into him. Kimmy definitely yeah, just like yeah, yeah. flat out drove but into it was, him. But it all started in that corner before where, was it Russell, Raikkonen and Vettel? I think it was at that point, yeah. Uh, no, Ru- Russell, Vettel, Raikkonen, wasn't it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It was, um, Vettel the, was the, the Williams locked up, Yeah, which then obviously forced Raikkonen to lock up. You'll know from your go-karting experiences, when someone spins, everyone spins behind. <laughs> <laughs> is that for me following you spinning in front of me um Probably. well no you piled into the tires and cracked your rib oh yeah good point <laughs> that was by myself anyway, moving on and i think from there those two cars were completely unsettled therefore i don't think raikkonen was fully aware of vettel then swerving up on the inside but still i, I think at that point yeah. of impact he sh- i mean they were literally he drove into him. yeah yeah he literally was like do you know what no I've had enough of this. It's not the first time we've seen Kimmy do one of these slightly bizarre accidents with the front of oh, his car. The Giovinazzi in Portugal. Wasn't That's it? literally what I was going to say. Was it Portugal? Was it a bar, right? Oh, uh, no. Portugal, I, I think. Been to bar, right? 
Hmm? We've been to Bahrain. Yeah, we have. have Season started there. Did it? <laughs> yeah. Good we're, not even, good, we're not even. We're not even race. Good, good race. <laughs> it was actually. We were doing a oh, sure that's that where the accident happened. No, though, no, no. Um, right. Oh, you're right. It was right, Portugal. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. So right. Okay, sorry. I do watch the F1. I know. I don't clearly. Well, I do deserve <laughs> to be a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to be the host. <laughs> I should be the guest. Clueless. Um, but yeah, so not the first time we've seen this. It was actually a pretty solid race from Kimi, and I think yeah. you know at one point he was kind of sniffing around the, the back end of the points. But just a bizarre accident and a dangerous accident. Mm. I think look, Vettel, I think it's come out being like it is what it is. Like you know, just yeah. one of those weird accidents. But yeah, I mean, bless but, Kimi, we love him. I don't want him to go anywhere. But but it's it's a bit like when you know when you see a grandpa driving at yeah, Tesco's car park yeah, and yeah, just yeah. plow into yeah. a curb. <laughs> like, I had no idea where I was there. Or just completely sideswipe a car, lose a wing mirror, and then carry on as if nothing yeah. happened. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of one of those yeah. accidents. But could have killed them both. Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, Giovinazzi, I think I was supposed to be speaking about him. Wasn't yeah, it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, it was you uh, had nominated Giovinazzi. Beat, beat, his, beat his teammate um, after that big crash. So um, oh yeah, Latifi lost his teammate as well. I thought I'd add that in. Yeah, good, good, good addition there. Um, <laughs> We're so, so good at this. Yeah. Uh, Did the car look good in slow-mo? I'm just wondering, I'm just looking here, have have these accounted for the penalties? The the, the list that I'm looking at, because who got the 30-second penalties? Mazepin, Raikkonen, oh, and... There was a list. There was a list. Oh, my phone's all I'm on looking at. mode. So yeah, just to clarify, there's a small chance. I am looking at the official F1... Are you talking Finishing about everyone order. that didn't obey the yellow flags at the end? But that's what I was going to say. Yeah, half were, the grid. Half the grid, but I think only three people got penalties. Oh, okay. Um, and 30 second and three point um, penalty points. Naughty. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so Giovinazzi, yeah, 14th. Um, Lance Stroll, <laughs> 13th, as you say. Unfortunately, Aston just didn't really have the pace. Sonoda as well, not a lot of pace, mm, I don't think, this yeah. weekend. Uh, 12th. Uh, let's quickly talk about Russell's actual Grand Prix because, I mean... Everyone is desperate for him to get points, as much as he is, as much as we are. We would like to see him. He qualified well, unbelievably. Say, Q3, and not just like Q3 by the skin of his teeth, qualified ninth, right? Yeah. So, I mean, unbelievable way to... And then I think eighth due to the due to the grid penalties. Due to penalties as well. Um, You're right. And then <laughs> he's definitely got some sort of omen over him or, or, or like a dark cloud over him because I saw so much social media buzz around his expected P11 <laughs> just because it's like, well, he's not going to get any points. How's he going to get P11 this time? <laughs> and literally so for the entire race, he ran in P11. <laughs> and I was like, this can't happen this, Oh my God. <laughs> to be fair though, epic battle with Alonso. Mm, mm. E- epic, epic battle with Alonso. And they had like a little sort of, you know, uh, love and little hug- huggy love yeah. at the end. Because it was um, gentleman racing, wasn't it? There was no uh, Leclerc Perez, Norris Perez, where basically shutting the door, get onto the gravel. It was it was probably quite fun. I think they probably yeah. both quite enjoyed yeah. it for Russell racing Alonso, unbelievable. And Alonso, I think, does seem to have a lot of respect for Russell. So, and so very clean, it went on for a few laps, uh, uh, thought-provoking uh, for Alonso of how he's going to mm. get past. And, you know, so yeah, I think it was good to see. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff we need from Russell and want to see from Russell is, is on-track fighting, which for the last couple of years we haven't had a chance to see because no one shows Latifi versus Russell. <laughs> yeah. um, well, they've just ran at the back. Exactly. Uh, so Alonso in 10th, you know, actually, you know, I think quite a solid race from him mm. in a car that maybe wasn't that quick around Austria. 
um, Pierre Gasly P9. I think we now come into the chunk, though, where every single car had DRS for every single lap. Because it was, yeah, yeah. it was unbelievable to watch. You always saw this pack almost be bombing around together. Everyone was getting DRS. Um, and it was actually quite exciting to see when cars then went for a move, whether they were going to make it stick. There was a lot of overtaking mm. in this race. Like, you know, that's the thing. Is we had a very boring Styrian Grand Prix, unfortunately. And... You know, on paper, when you look at the results, I wonder compared to the grid, I think you would see with the Austrian Grand Prix, there was, there was a lot of change, you know, yeah, and there yeah. was a lot of overtaking the race and lots was going on. And you're right, DOS played into that. Um, not sure what else played into the make it <laughs> way more exciting because the conditions were relatively similar. But um, yeah, Pierre Gasly, P9, Charles Leclerc, uh, P8, um, uh, relatively quiet he Grand Prix. Did he, get, did he get knocked off twice from Perez? Yeah, well, that's exactly it. I mean... It, it, it felt like he was trying and could do well and then Perez just kept pushing him mm. out. And then at that point, I don't know if he sort of got some damage or did they have come in again? No. But anyway, yeah, t- twice he got shoved out into the gravel mm. by Perez, which I think was pretty damn cheeky. I have to say, and Perez did get those two five-second penalties. Um, now, I don't know whether we start to talk about this now or when we get to Norris. The penalties were a little bit intense mm. this weekend, weren't mm. they? Someone was sitting We've in that got, steward box yeah. going, penalty, penalty. <laughs> like, 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 it's like that over, over with, you can have a penalty. Yeah, you can you have, can have, have a penalty. <laughs> it was exactly that. And look, I, I always want to see racing, right? Like, you know, I fell in love with the sport back in the late 90s and racing was, uh, you know, close and there mm. was accidents and things mm. happened. But, you know, it was fun and and when two cars came together or one car came off more often than not it was just a racing incident yeah exactly that where now norris versus perez i'm just gonna come and say straight away definitely don't think it was a penalty but then perez versus leclerc like it was pretty damn cheeky i mean he effectively did push him off into the gravel twice but then was leclerc being a bit sort of um optimistic with those moves we saw with alonso when he's trying to get past russell going into that downhill turn whatever it is four or five, whatever the number, he came well out of it because yeah. he went, okay, I'm not going to get through here. And that was his wisdom in his head where we saw with Perez, with Leclerc, they were like, nah, I'll keep my foot in. I'm going to get past him. Well, actually, maybe you're not there. I think that that track though, for example, like if you try to get two cars through the famous Baku chicane, mm-hmm. two cars aren't going to fit through there. Sure. Around that entire track, at most points, you could probably get three cars around. Perez has got the ability of coming around that corner and not completely closing the door because he just let the car wash out. It wasn't like he steered into him. He could have had a little bit more left hand down, but obviously he was stubborn in his positioning. But at both points, I'm pretty sure at both points, Leclerc's car was in front of Perez. Therefore, you kind of have to give him a like a. The thing is, if you're Perez, you're not going to go, there you go, mate. Of course not. Here's the position. Yeah, of course. So you're going to defend it. And and the point being, you know, if that AstroTurf wasn't there on the exit, I don't know my corner names well enough, but, (laughs) uh, you know, Leclerc would have had no space to go at all and he would have been straight in the gravel, at which point he would have ducked out of it sooner. Mm. So it's harsh racing. It's a bit too aggressive from Perez, maybe, but then it's also a bit too optimistic Uh, from Leclerc. And for penalties to be handed out left, right and centre... Look, I'm a Leclerc fan. I'm a Ferrari fan. I didn't think it was right. I think Leclerc had more pace. I think he should have got through. But to give him, to give Perez two penalties for that, it suggests, I don't know what it suggests. Will Leclerc now think differently about trying to overtake Perez? Maybe. Mm. Therefore, will we see less action on track? Maybe. Norris defending against Perez, same kind of equation. Where then you look at Russell and Alonso, very gentlemanly, as you say, very good, exciting, close racing. 
no one was pushed off anywhere mm. and then Alonso got through. Yeah. So it was a weird one where I was a bit like, oh, the problem was I, I support Norris and I support Leclerc. Yeah. So I was- Always going to kind of favour them. Well, I was happy that Perez got the penalties for, yeah. <laughs> against you know, Leclerc. But and fuming, that, fuming Nor- that Norris yeah. got one. So it was a bit of a weird, you know, uh, cut of the dry. But it was Ferrari once again proving that they've got inherently more race pace than yeah. qualifying yeah. pace. You know, so P8 was good for Leclerc considering he started 12th or whatever he did. Um, but I think he had potential maybe to be a little bit higher if he'd got past mm. Perez at those Well, moments. Perez was only there because Norris put him in the gravel. Fair. So he jumped back to P10 and didn't really do that much to get back up because obviously... It wasn't a track for Perez, I don't think. No. You know, considering how, you know, we, we'd seen him really starting to perform very well in the build-up to these two Austrian Grand Prix. Yeah, qu- it's quiet. weird because I really like that track on my game. Oh, I love that track. Yeah. I love it. Just, oh, clearly some drivers don't. <laughs> um, Danny Rick, solid race. Yeah. P7, yeah. you know, could have been P6 or maybe even P5 at one point, but, mm. uh, you know, lost a little bit of pace towards the end of the race. But um, it was good from him. And we saw him, you know, go and do some good overtaking. And yeah, you can see that he, he, loves to, he loves to race. He is incredibly fast, but it's just dialing in that one hot lap at the moment that he can't. And the ra- I mean, like we say that it's great. He's still 40 seconds behind Norris. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's improvement. It's good. The yeah, race yeah. pace is getting there. Yeah. Well, considering Bottas week before was 50 seconds behind Verstappen on the same strategy, and he was P4. Oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> okay. He bought us. Is he still driving? Um, Sergio Perez, yeah. Scra- just as I say, I don't think it's a track that suits him. Scrappy odd mm. race, one way or another, P6. Probably Red Bull were going, mm, could have could have used Hel- you more. Helped a, helped helped a, a bit, bit but more. Luckily, yeah. Norris helped them instead. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Sainz, great race for Carlos Sainz. Yeah. I think he started P9 in the end after all the penalties, did he? And then finishing up in P5, I think, uh, you know... Uh, He'll be happy with that. Uh, I'm happy with that. As, yeah. as, as a, as a, oh, yeah, as a Ferrari fan. As yeah. a Ferrari Ferrari. fan, yeah, that, that, that's Ferrari good. Ferrari cap is your side. It is indeed. <laughs> uh, good, solid points in their, in their fight against McLaren. Good to see. So, yeah, I think, I think that was great from him. Lewis, in terms of a race where we all hear about this damage, right? You know, he had this damage to the floor and that's why he was so slow. From his own mistake. From his own mistake. Mm. Well well said. Classic Lewis. Classic Lewis. Bit of a moany race. Bit of a... Mm. Bit of a frustrated... I do think, based on, especially the last, I'm going to say, three years, I think that moan, especially about tyres, is, is something else. I think that they, they've got it. I think they've got a team code. Because ah. it came back, it was like, ah, losing the rears, losing the rears, like having a big old moan, boom, fast as that. That I agree with. That is definitely reverse psychology, yeah. reverse messaging, something there. I meant more out of the car and sort of right, a, yes. a, aside from that. As I, full race weekend. Yeah, I think he just came across a little bit deflated, a little but bit all, like but also, not much we can they'd do. they'd had a dress rehearsal the week before and, exactly. they, and they knew the Red Bull was quicker. So they, they've they got almost big, accepted defeat. I think that was it. I think he was a bit like, oh, this is annoying. Yeah. You know, three races now. I haven't won for a while. But almost like poor damage limitation. Yes. Well, well, there we go. This is the problem. We've, we've said it for a while. It's not bad for Hamilton's championship or season if he's always coming second. Mm. Because the tides do turn. Yeah. We've seen it over and over again. Unreliability, different tracks, shooting different cars. And people have just forgotten because it's been so long since we've seen two teams racing for the championship. This is no bad thing. But yes, finishing P4, not good. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I, just, I think he was a bit like, I just got to get through these races and hope it all gets better. But At some point, come yeah. out the other side. What... 
I think obviously we will, we will talk about, but it was so bold and telling of Mercedes to for I mean they realized very quickly, but they tried to hold Bottas behind. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> this little puppet is just getting told exactly what to do. But again, all of our sort of you know guesses and predictions. That was the first time I went. Maybe Bottas has still got a shot here mm. at the seat for next mm. year. Because I'm sorry, up until now, we've all been like, oh, he doesn't care. He's clearly been told he's fired. Yeah. He would have just cruised straight past Hamilton. Yeah. But the fact that he played played his part, yeah. held his position and waited for that go showed to me that there's something in his head maybe, that goes, I need maybe, to respect yeah. these maybe guys. I need to play my part. This is the Grand Prix that I can, I can deliver for the constructors. Because they do need to. But. Of course they need to. But, you know, and I think, was it Crofty and DeResta this weekend who were commentating? It was, so. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were like, you know, this this is it. You know, I'm going to, you know, look what I can do. I'm like, yeah, but that's the first time this mm. year. Like, you can't suddenly just suddenly go, oh, guys, wait, hold on. <laughs> Don't fire me yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, solid from Bottas, but more, I think if, I'm going to say it. I think if Hamilton didn't have the damage, he would have been a solid mm. second. So yeah. um, nothing, you know, lightning from Bottas there. He wasn't exactly... I was actually quite surprised. And I mean, this might come down to the tyres that they put onto Lewis after his second pit stop. But in a way, he came into the pits with about 16, 17 laps to go. I was going, I was thinking, well, fastest lap, first of all. Secondly, he might catch Norris really fast. He went backwards. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that gap. He came out like 20 seconds behind Norris. And I think he finished the race 24 seconds behind Norris. But I think that was supposedly proof of the damage. Yeah. You know, if we think that Mercedes loss in pace advantage is to do with this minute part of the floor that's been changed for this year, mm. if he's further damaged the floor, <laughs> well, they are really... Yeah, true, true. Um, So, yeah, you know... Let's hope they all started talking about after the race, like, oh, we do have this upgrade package in Silverstone. <laughs> uh, so they're also very excited for that. It's a track that suits Mercedes, suits Hamilton. I would not, being Mercedes, I would not be coming out with, I'm so excited for the power upgrade in Silverstone. I would be playing it down so much. But you don't think this is all part of the psyche? You don't well, think this is all it. part I would, of the game? I would, I would be psychologically playing it down because if, the, if, it, if they come and they're still two tenths, three tenths behind Red Bull... I mean, what was the point in hyping it up? Yeah, to, to be fair, you're <laughs> right. I think they weren't hyping it up as such. It was more that they said to Toto, what are you going to do? Yeah. And he said, oh, we've got some upgrades coming for Silverstone. I wouldn't And then all the that. journalists went, oh, I got, well, no, but you've got to say something. You can't just be like, what are you going to do? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, really. Not got a clue. You've got to say something for the morale of the team, for the morale of the fans, for everything. You've got to say, we've got a plan in place. Say that then. But for all we know... <laughs> The Silverstone upgrade is a quarter of their whole pa package upgrade true, for the year. True, and so there's all games. They yeah. go, we've got this big upgrade, point. and then if they do come out, whatever it is, mm. and everyone goes, oh, so well. are they overhyping to underplay their exactly upgrade, knowing that there's something else coming? Yeah, no, oh, no, no. Hold oh. on a minute. <laughs> this season's blowing up. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see if the tides turn because you know Silverstone's not a track we haven't, unlike tracks we've seen before, but off the back of very dominant section of the season for Red Bull, 
Mercedes need to deliver. They need well, a one especially two. because Red Bull are faster in the straights. They need a one and two. And Silverstone is a very, very straighty track. Straight, very straight. <laughs> um, so uh, P three Lando Norris, as we, I mean, you know, just driver fantastic. of the weekend, driver of the year. Uh, sorry, uh, um, uh, clearly a track that he loves yeah. and suits that car and suits him. I think again showing the potential of McLaren. I said it earlier in this podcast. He's a driver that I think is outperforming mm. that car, but it's not nothing that car cannot do so you know if ricardo was up there as well i think the team would be a lot closer to the red bull mercedes fight at grand prix like this than you know we think um but you know great to see for him what is that three podiums now this year i mean it, i think that's three it, podiums it's still it's 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 points every he's, oh, yeah. he's the only driver now i think um to, to claim points and arguably would have been P2 without that penalty against Perez because yeah. of Hamilton's damage. Yeah. I think without Hamilton's damage, okay, fine, maybe not. But, um, you know, it, it, he w- I think he would have had P2 without the thing. And he, he Which, was very frustrated by that. But again, like it goes back to what you were talking about, this new generation of drivers. I think he is a very mature driver considering his age mm-hmm. and considering his experience as well. And when Lewis got past Lando and he just came on the radio, he was like, Lando is a great driver. It was a bit weird there, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Such, a, such a great driver, Lando. It's so, all right, mate, like, like, so clearly he respected how Lando was racing him, yeah, like yeah. how he was defending, where he put his car. They didn't push him off. And I don't know if this was Lewis being like, oh, I'm so successful and wise. <laughs> yeah. Lando will love such a, such a great driver, Lando. And I think it's like that, or that uh, teenage mutant near uh, Turtles, the rat that raised them. <laughs> Is that what you think of Lewis But like, I'm pretty sure this, this like- I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's got this like long, wise beard. Yeah, yeah, he's you like looking down Yoda. on his prodigies. Or Zordon from uh, Power Rangers. You know, the yeah, floating no, head. No, no, okay. Reference lost on me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that anyway, went a bit weird. Moving on. <laughs> so yeah, it was a weird moment from Lewis, but sort of nice. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, that's a nice thing. But then also, it's a little bit, um, what's it called when you talk down to somebody? Patronise it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've got enough time to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. such a good drive, Lando. Let yeah. me just overtake him. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, uh, Bottas and P2, you know, cool. Uh, and then Max with <laughs> a... Dominant, dominant race, just bashing out fastest laps left, right, and centre because he was yeah, bored. Yeah. I genuinely think he was bored. Yeah, I think he was like, I didn't expect it to be this well, easy. Yeah, and I think halfway through, halfway through the race, Paul DeResta said he's come on the radio to say four words, and he said the front wing's amazing. Good on him. Which is actually <laughs> three words. The front, front the front four words. wing. The He's front amazing. wing is Five. amazing. Five Paul DeResta, you got it wrong. <laughs> we'll tweet him, don't worry. Um, but troll his I mean, Monday. yeah, it was a very strong performance mm. from Verstappen, as you would expect. I, I mean, they kept saying it because the TV just, there was no point in filming. Yeah. He was just, was just like, yeah, Verstappen is in the race, um, which obviously we've experienced over the last couple of years with Lewis, like when he just drives off, um, you don't actually know that he's racing because he never gets any coverage. And the thing is, it's, yeah, it's great to see it's good, like sport, exciting. I know there's loads of Verstappen fans. Mm. I do hope that the cars, the teams get closer at some point this season because I want to see some on-track battle yeah, between yeah. Verstappen and Hamilton. We've seen it one or two times this season, but I really want to see some close Chasing them both ways. Verstappen overtaking Hamilton, Hamilton overtaking yeah. Verstappen, you know. Well, you, um, just, you just want this proper fight. And you want the points gap to be so close that we finally get a grand finale at the last race of the season. Of course. Where both drivers could mathematically could win. 
That's what we all hope for. The one thing that I noticed on the way in, this Red Bull dominance, and you'll realise where I'm going. Um, We all know that uh, these manufacturers are in Formula One uh, for some element of marketing. Uh, Ferrari obviously sell the road cars. Honda obviously provide an engine for Red Bull. We all know that Honda creates a supercar, which I'm very much a fan of, as are you. Of course. Um, But they don't sell very well Honda NSXs. At least in the UK. At least in the UK. Um, However, after Max Verstappen's dominant start to the season, I saw two Honda NSXs on the way in this morning. And I was like, they're selling. No. Max Verstappen has become the best NSX salesman. On the the year that Honda bow out of F1. (laughs) But I do feel like maybe this was coincidence, Paul. Uh, Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't think literally someone's gone, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. (laughs) Oh, Max, let's go and buy some NSXs. Uh, But no, hey, look, it's it's great to see. It's great to see a change of the tides. And yeah, for Honda to be that dominant engine, not just Mercedes, there's a lot of things to be positive and excited about with Formula One, not least because the next race is our home Grand Prix. It's the British Grand Prix. I feel like we should do some kind of special. Are you going? Have you got hooked up? At the at the moment, nothing for the weekend as mm. of yet. During the week, I'll be okay. there Monday before the race, volunteering, setting up cones for the car park. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> that's quite impressive. <laughs> um, okay, so maybe, because at the moment I'm saying, I, I, I have no plans to go at the moment, but if someone calls me up and invites me, I'll be there. Um, but I'm wondering whether we can do something special in and around. Mm. It's our home race, you know, like, could we get yeah. so who's Charles Leclerc we need to, here? We need either Mazepin's dad. Yeah, no, no, you're thinking down the wrong tracks. But anyway, <laughs> we'll try and do something, even if it's just changing up the hats. Uh, <laughs> and having so, a, a Union Jack. <laughs> union back. Jack in the back. <laughs> um, is it no when's the World Cup not the World Cup the Euros finals this, this Sunday. Sunday Goodwood Festival of Speed that's going to be awkward anyway oh but it's 8pm at night 8pm anyway wrong sport uh, <laughs> if you've enjoyed today's episode make sure to give it a thumbs up if you're watching here on YouTube hit that subscribe button, button turn on notifications so don't miss future after the checkered flag episodes the next one as I mentioned will be the British Grand Prix Let, let's ask the, the viewers or listeners whether what we could do for this. Oh yeah, what do you want us to do yeah, for the for British the, Grand Prix British, special? For the British Grand Prix special, what can we do? What can we do? Mm. Anyway, let us know. Comment section below. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, keep listening on whatever platform you are. You can find Paul at Wallace PW or Supercars of London on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass. And we'll be back with you very soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 